0: All right, Gophers fans, a quick update on recruiting, a quick update on a new and awesome news when it comes to Gophers football, and then we're going to do a chat with our friends over at the Illini guys. I came on their pod, and we'll get some of those clips in here as well. Lots to do, lots to see, so let's jump in. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing.
1: Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: We're just going to keep growing, keep growing, and keep growing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name's Kane Rob. Wow, can't even say my own name there. Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, yesterday we talked about the keys to beating Illinois, the key matchups of the game, and the key players we needed to step up. Well today, we're doing a little bit different. We're going to get some clips in from talking with our friends over at the Illini Guys. And then we're also going to talk about, and we have to, the recruiting, some news and updates. So we're gonna dive right into that. But first, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. We're giving away a free Dinky Town Athlete shirt. Once we hit 500 subscribers, we're almost there. I believe the countdown is 25 or less to get us to that 500 number and give away a free Town Athletes t-shirt, so be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube. Now, recruiting updates. Uh, we're going to keep these brief. We're going to keep them quick so we can get to the talk with our friends over at Illini Guys, but there are some updates. First off, Greg Johnson earned a fourth star on the 247 rankings. Now, it's not fully four stars in the consensus, but four, 247 as a show. Now, I believe the others will follow. On 3 we'll get there eventually, and hopefully ESPN and rivals do the same. ESPN, I don't understand why people really even consider their rankings in their consensuses because nobody looks at ESPN when it comes to these rankings. It just feels like they're always behind the eight ball. So the three I look at is two, four, seven, on three, and then every once in a while, I look at rivals. But on three and two, four, seven, stay on top of things. Stay in the know and are always constantly updating so those two if you can get a fourth star in that area i think that's respect to you and greg johnson was able to do that so that has two offensive linemen with four stars for the gophers now zaquan Bryan was also given a fourth star over at on three and again, on three is one of those recruiting services that is legit and they're always staying up to date, always reevaluating, watching film. So Zaquan Bryan, friend of the show, you know, he's going to ball out. You know, he's going to work hard and he can get it done on both ends. He's a receiver and a cornerback at his high school. And the dude is an athlete. He is an athlete and he puts in the work. So excited to have him here in Dinkytown. And he seems to be all in, ready to row. Now, I believe Darius Taylor is on track as well to be in that four star category very, very soon. He is right on the edge when it comes to the overall ratings on both on three and 247, literally right on the edge. Like we're talking decimal points from getting into that category. So I would not be surprised, especially with the crazy season that he is having. So you love to see that development. You love to see that growth and the respect from the recruiting sites. Now, again, don't focus on the stars, folks. Don't get caught up in seeing the stars because it's all about development. It's all about getting the right guys. And I truly believe this class of 2023 is the right guys. Guys who are committed, guys who push themselves, guys who are ready to grow, not only on the football field, but off of it as well. This is gonna be a special class, and I think you need to get ready and get excited. Now, that being said, the class is not done by any means. There will be new, new or more names added, and there will be names lost. And we did have two names that recently decommitted yesterday. Latravion McCutcheons, who is a linebacker from Texas, officially decommitted, and also Tyler Brown, wide receiver out in South Carolina, decommitted as well. Both of those guys decommitting yesterday. Now, apparently, we can't hold commits if their last name is Brown and they play wide receiver. That is Anthony Brown and Tyler Brown, both decommitting from the University of Minnesota. You hate to see it, but you never know. Tyler Brown, I don't know if he's still considering the Gophers or not, but I do know that McCutcheon is, the linebacker from Texas, is still considering the Gophers. First off, I just want to say to fans, yes, decommitment s- stinks. It You don't want to hear it. But at the same time, don't be jumping in these high schoolers' mentions or anything like that, dragging them down. Respect respect their divi- I can't talk, folks. I'm getting so worked up, so powered by this. But don't get in their mentions or be tearing them down. Respect their decisions because if they don't want to be in this program and they don't want to row, then why force them? You don't, it's like what Mike Tomlin said, you don't, you want volunteers, not hostages. So if they are here, ready to be a part of this culture, ready to build on what is developing here in dinky town, then by all means, let's row, let's do this thing, come on board. But if you're not all in, then that's fine. But that means do what's best for you. Now, I do believe some of these guys are all in. I believe Greg Johnson, Martin Owusu, Zaquan Bryan, Darius Taylor, Drew Vioto. I think all these guys are ready to take the charge, take the leap and row this boat and many others within this class as well but what i'm trying to say is don't get caught up because the recruiting is never done until we hit signing day which is in february february folks we got time we got time i know that's not what you want to hear but until we hit that it's not a done deal so sit back i know it's not something to relax but just Get ready, because recruiting is just now maybe at that midway to three-quarters point. We're not done, and we're still going. Now, overall, it drops the Gophers recruiting class from 38th in the nation to 45th, but like I said, just as easy as it fell, it can rise back up, so don't panic. Don't freak out. Be excited about the guys that are here, are committed, and are ready to row Now, that's what we're going to talk about with our recruiting update. Now, one last thing that we have to mention is we got Bama. We got Bama. Bama is officially on the schedule in a decade, in 10 years. It's exciting. I I don't want to downplay it. I don't want to hate, but 10 years, folks, a lot can happen in 10 years. Who knows if Saban's still coaching Hopefully, PJ has won us multiple conference championships by that point, and he's still here and grinding, but who knows what happens in 10 years. So it's exciting, but this is exactly why you can't freak out when people are like, oh, they didn't play anyone. Oh, we played Colorado, and they didn't play anyone. We just scheduled a game out for 10 years from now, a home-and-home series for 10 and 11 years from now. Bama is the best team in the nation year after year right now. Will they be in 10 years? Who knows? Only time will tell. But this is why you can't get so mad about they didn't play anyone. Well, I'm sorry. We didn't know if they'd be good in a decade or not. Like So that's why you need to slow your roll there. But those are the updates I wanted to talk about. And... We have to talk about a message from our friends and then we're going to jump into some talks with the illini guys first we have to talk about our friends over at linkedin jobs now these days every new hire can feel like a high stakes wager why why You want to be 100% certain that you're getting the right fit, the right person, the right employee for your culture, your company, and your small business. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team even faster and for free. That's right, for free. LinkedIn Jobs is small businesses rated the number one source In delivering quality hires versus leading competitors not only that but they have a network of over over 810 million users so be sure to check out LinkedIn jobs for your next hire they have a screening questions they have other tools to make sure you're finding the right people fast so you can get them interviewed even sooner LinkedIn jobs all you gotta do is add a purple hiring frame on your profile after you create your first free job post. So you go, you make your job post, you write about the, the, the position and you post it. You create your free job post and then you put a little hiring frame on your individual profile to let your network know that you are hiring and they can spread the word and help you find the right people quick and easy. Not only that, but then like I said, you can go to those screening questions. You can use the other tools on hand to make sure you're getting the right people for the interview itself and and ultimately helping you hire that right employee. So be sure as we head into 2023, you're getting the right people for your job and kicking off the new year right for your small business. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find quality candidates that you wanna talk to faster And you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. McCain, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. And I've been getting some Illinois fans in the comments on our videos. And I always love kind of chopping it up and talking there as well. So I'm excited to do this. Yeah,
1: Illinois fans are. Uh, very vocal on Twitter, and there is a percentage who are very quick to uh, uh, get get a little chippy. So <laughs> we hope we hope nobody says anything too bad. But um... uh, every
0: fan base has it, so I understand.
1: <laughs> good, good. Well, I, I tell you what. Last year, Illinois really kind of shocked the Gophers with that 14 to six win on on and spoiling the the Minnesota homecoming. I have the feeling that P.J. Fleck has his own revenge tour that he wants to do uh, this Saturday against the Illini. How's Coach been uh, focused on this game?
0: You know, I think one thing that I've noticed through any presser I've been in with Coach P.J. Fleck is that it's always a one-week mentality. Even if maybe deep down inside he's looking further long-term or anything like that, anything he'll give you is it is they're solely focused on the going one and O in the Illinois championship weekend, as it would be this weekend. Last week, it was one and O in the Purdue championship weekend. So he's always focused on the immediate, immediate task at hand. Now, of course, they're going to look at the tape from last year, see how they can correct themselves, but this is a new team, a different team, especially on the offensive side of ball. So I think that there will be adjustments made. And I think the same can be said for Illinois. This team is different. Like, you had some success last year. You caught us by surprise last year, but at the same time, this team is a lot better. This team's defense looks a lot stronger than what was on the field last year, and so I think it's going to be a good one. And I think Coach Fleck is definitely prepared for that, and he had really sang the praises of Coach Bielema as well. Yeah, it's 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 very clear that the two coaches, if they don't respect
1: one another, they at least project a uh, um, a, a healthy um you know uh and and uh, you know well well-oiled uh, comments back and forth so that they don't try to grease the wheels at all for <laughs> for having a you know giving anything to to fire up the other team yeah no so, bullets and
0: board material or anything yeah, like that <laughs> exactly
1: exactly so uh, you know um Mo Ibrahim is is one of the best backs in the Big 10 obviously Minnesota fans feel he's the best back Illinois fans feel it's Chase Brown. Tell me a little bit about him and what do you think his status is for the game this week?
0: Well, it does sound like it's all systems go for Mo. I know he was close to playing in that Purdue game. Coach Flex said if he had maybe a couple more days, he would have been out there. He practiced in a limited fashion during that Purdue week the whole time. So now we've had an extra bye week and we have this week as we prep for Illinois. So I do think he'll be on the field. It does sound like he'll be on the field as far as Monday's presser. PJ sounded like he will start. So I don't think that's in question now. PJ usually holds most injury information like it is the top government secrets that you could possibly find. So I think he's being honest with us this time around, but overall Mo is definitely a back that just fights through contact. It really impresses me how he's always falling forward, how he's always getting the extra two, three yards. And I think that's something that you've seen with Chase Brown as well. I was looking at kind of the numbers between the two. And both of them are really good at gaining yards after contact, especially on a per game basis. Mo is the best in the big 10 when it comes to yards after contact. So that's the biggest thing is he just doesn't go down. I don't think he's a back that you have to worry about maybe popping off a 70 yard touchdown or anything like that, but he'll chunk away at you all day. And his vision is really good. So that's the biggest thing with strengths for Mo is that in his leadership.
1: And he's also running behind a pretty good offensive line that pj fleck really has kind of turned around what minnesota is known for with some of his line play hasn't he
0: yeah i mean the o-line has been impressive the last two three years the o-line was the number one unit in my eyes as far as one of the best units across the country now we did lose four starters Heading into this year, but we brought in a transfer from Michigan, a transfer from Notre Dame. And then we have our center who is back, who's played the past four years with us as well. And then a really talented left tackle who has been impressive so far. I believe this is his true sophomore year, or it might be a redshirt sophomore year. But the line has been holding up overall. They always have one game where they just somehow forget what they're supposed to be doing, just get annihilated by a team. And I'm we saw that last week with Purdue. I'm hoping that again that was a one game thing because I believe Illinois' defense is a lot better than what we saw from Purdue. So they're going to have to show that they are truly a good offensive line this week.
1: What do you think happened? You know, because I, I have to admit, we uh, uh, at Illini Guys Sports Spectacular we do what a lot of people do—the the hosts of our radio program. You know, we predict winners. Uh, we do that on our big sports radio show as well. And everybody picked uh, Minnesota over Purdue, and and we all got knocked down on that one. Any, any thoughts on what caused that? Because well, most people kind of gave uh, the Gophers a W. Was that what the Gophers did too?
0: You know, even before the season started, I had done my predictions, and I put it out there. I said, I think we're going to go into East Lansing and win. And I think that we could possibly lose to Purdue just coming off of a high, coming off of a big victory, and really – not being in the right mindset. And it seemed like that's how they came out, especially on the offensive side of ball. It seemed like it just wasn't all clicking. And it also didn't help that Mo Ibrahim was out of the game. And it seemed to be more of a last second decision as well. So it just seemed to take kind of the the wind out of our sails. And then you start off with, Uh, A penalty, a defensive pass interference, which gives up a touchdown. You miss a field goal. You have a touchdown dropped in the end zone. And then it's not only a drop, but tipped into the interception for the defense on Purdue's side. All of those things in conglomeration, just self-inflicted wounds really hurt this Gophers team last week. And the thing is that they were in it and still had a chance to win or go down and score to win with like four minutes left in the game. So the fact that they were still in it after all of those errors, after all of those things that you should not be in a game, not even close, that was a positive to see, but definitely caught us by surprise as well as fans of the Gophers.
1: Now, um, Tanner Morgan, you know, at quarterback, um, seems like he's a little bit of an underrated guy. What can you tell us about what the Illini fans need to know about him?
0: Honestly, a lot of people say Tanner Morgan is just a game manager. I think he's a step above that. I think he has some traits that are really good for a quarterback to have. One of those is his anticipatory throws and being able to throw someone open and you see glimpses of it. And then sometimes you see maybe instances where he's off cue with the receiver and that's where we run into maybe some turnover issues and things of that nature. But It seems like now that he's back in this Kirk Shiraka system, he's thriving again. He's making the right plays, and he's more of a player that is an efficient player. So his numbers might not pop off the page at you. You might not be like, oh, he's a 4,000-yard passer, 3,000-yard passer even. But if you go and look at PFF's grading system for players, he's number one in the nation when it comes to QB grades in the PFF scoring system. Just because he's very efficient and he he makes the right play and the smart play less turnover-worthy plays. So that's what you're getting with him. Maybe not a lot of high upside reward, but not a lot of risk either.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that's interesting to me is you can really tell certain quarterbacks struggle immensely under a pass rush. Mm-hmm. And um, the Illini so far now they, they have, you know, you're going to go up against an offensive line that's very accomplished uh, this this Saturday. But Illini have done a very good job <clears throat> of putting pressure on a quarterback and, and really causing mistakes due due to the pass rush. Uh, how does he how does he do under fire like that?
0: You know, for the most part, I feel like he usually handles himself well because I feel like the offensive scheme usually has a check down that is within his line of sight where the play is moving anyway, at least in this system. In 2019, we saw that and this year we saw it. Now, last year in 2020, in Coach Sanford's system, there weren't those those eyesight check downs, the things that naturally move with the play. And that's where you saw a lot of panic, a lot of franticness, and just like the hesitancy. And I feel like in this system, it's been a lot better now that that pressure getting to him still can be an issue. And we saw that in Purdue that when the O-line decided to crumble in this game for us, there were moments where we had players wide open that looked like it'd be a home run touchdown and there was just no way to get the ball even looking in that direction. So the pressure can be something that can get to him, but typically he's got a cool head about him and is able to at least find a check down or get it out of bounds.
1: OK, yeah, that's that's good, because, again, the Illini defense has really everything seems to flow around getting the pass rush. And and I guess the other part is, is stopping the run and then, you know, you can you can rush the passer with uh, Ibrahim. I think that's going to be a very unique challenge to try to try to lock him down. Um, so when, you know, um, Morgan drops back to pass, who's his most reliable receiver? Who's he most comfortable looking for?
0: His most reliable and most comfortable receiver is Chris Ottman bell who went down with a season-ending injury uh, this year in week three against the Colorado Buffs, and so since then, it has really been a conglomerate of receivers. In the Michigan State game that followed that injury, he passed to 10 different pass catchers in that game, passing for nearly 300 yards, and then even last game, It wasn't as successful passing to multiple guys, but you did see looks to probably six or seven different guys. Now, the guy that has been standing out in these past two games, as far as production-wise, and it looks like that trust is really building, is Daniel Jackson. Uh, He is a junior on the team. He came back from injury versus Michigan State, and he put up two touchdowns and 43 yards. And then last week, he had 110 yards on six receptions and really was the only thing that was looking positive for the offense last week. So Daniel Jackson and then our tight end Brevin Ford would be the other guy to really look for and keep an eye on. He's a mismatch for most uh, linebackers and most safeties that align up against him at six foot seven, 270 pounds, but he's got hands. He's been a lot more improved in the run blocking this year and actually he's the second highest graded tight end in the nation according to pff right now as well so those two guys are the guys that are the most heavily involved in the passing game right now
1: so it's pretty much tom brady to gronkowski that, that, that <laughs>
0: Minnesota. We, the gophers fans would like to see more of that i feel like every week we're like why don't we pass him the ball more but for some reason it just doesn't happen so hopefully as we continue to move, hopefully the Illini game sets it off for us. Hopefully you guys let us get Brevin Spanford the ball over and over again, and we can make that connection happen.
1: Yeah. These, this, that, I don't like that. I don't like that uh, theory at
0: all. Um, All right, folks, we have to talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, they've got a new flavor. They've got pumpkin spice and everything nice to fit your fall needs. So that's German chocolate cake, pumpkin spice. We're getting the fall. We're getting the the October vibes going. And like I've said, time and time again, it's good for you and they make it taste good. I don't know how they do it, but they make it work. It's low in sugars, low in carbs and calories, and it is high in protein, and it is good protein. Collagen protein that is good for your body and helps your body recover in multiple ways. It's great for tidying yourself over from lunch to dinner if you need a quick snack. It's also great for before and after workouts. You name it, it's time to get the Build Bar going. It tastes good, it's low in sugars, high in protein, and it's great. It's great. Get the pumpkin spice. I'll get the pumpkin spice. You get the pumpkin spice. You know, I got a cave. I got a cave and you should too. And what you can do is head on over to built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. And that's not just this next order. You can use that promo code over and over as you restock with your new flavors of Built Bar again. For 15% off, use promo code LOCKEDON15 and head on over to go.com today.
1: Now, as good as Minnesota's offense uh, is, the defense has really put up some impressive numbers this year. Um, you know, who are, the, who are the key leaders on this defense uh, that, that makes them, because in, in terms of points scored, a variety of, of rankings, they're, they're very uh, accomplished.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, this Gophers defense has been super impressive. I mean, they're the number one defense in total defense this season in the nation right now. And we love to see it as Gopher fans. The biggest names that stand out are in the secondary and then the middle linebacker. So the middle linebacker is Mariano Sorimarin. He's the captain of that defense. He's the biggest communicator on the field when it comes to addressing different uh schemes when it comes to making adjustments on that back end he's the guy that's really getting everybody in place and quickly he has a very quick read on the field and is able to recognize coverage pretty well so uh, he's been really big for us and then the secondary has been the number one thing for us uh, our two outside corners Justin Wally and Terrell Smith are lockdown guys Terrell Smith has been one of the highest graded cornerbacks in the conference in the in the nation and He did have an injury in the last game. I do think he's going to be able to play in this one, but there were moments where he was coming off the field and Beanie Bishop was stepping in for him, but that safety pairing in the back, that is the leadership and the consistency that really keeps this thing going. Tyler Newbin and Jordan Howden, they somehow always come up with the big play at the right moment in that Purdue game. It felt like Purdue was driving or getting some momentum and then We had a Jordan Howden interception. Then I believe the next drive, we had a Tyler Newbin or forced fumble. And then like a couple drives later, Tyler Newbin had an interception. And he also dropped an interception later in the game. So he almost had two interceptions and a forced fumble. They seem to be all over the field. They're good in the run stopping. They're good in the pass game. So those safeties are the the real big deal for the Gophers defense.
1: How do they do in play action?
0: In play action, I feel like they're they're well-versed in it. That is one thing that the Gophers offense uses a lot of is play action in the RPO game. So they've seen a ton of it. And so they're they're pretty good at recognizing and, again, addressing where they need to be and getting people in the right spot, even if it looks like the, the play is setting up for a play action as far as what they've seen on the film and everything like that. Trying to get that addressed across the entire defense – so they are preparing for what could possibly be coming.
1: Yeah. And I'm looking here, Mariano, sorry, Mar and, uh, six foot three, 245. And he hails from Mokina, Illinois. So <laughs> There's one that got away, you know, Yeah. obviously pre Brett Bielma. Um, mm-hmm. But, but boy, you hate to see somebody from uh, Illinois, just like you, you know, Minnesota, you don't like them to go away and help Wisconsin.
0: Um, I definitely think there's some guys in the wings too that, I mean, Tyler Newbin is also from Illinois. I believe uh, that safety that I brought up. And then our quarterback behind Tanner Morgan, who looks to be the future, Ethan callie is also from Illinois. I can't remember exactly where from, but some of our guys up and coming and some of those key players do seem to come from Illinois and we enjoy it. So thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tyler Newbin, St. Charles. Yeah, that's,
0: that,
1: that's kind of a bummer. No, that's good. Um so when, when you're looking at what it, obviously um Minnesota is a seven point favorite here. The over under is like thirty-nine and a half, which I mm-hmm. think is low. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I I think we can go lower than that. I think it's actually, you know, I I don't see any way there's gonna be thirty-nine points scored. <laughs> um but what are you what are you looking? How are you looking to, for this game to go come uh, Saturday at eleven?
0: Honestly, the biggest thing prior to it. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with your quarterback, Tommy DeVito. Um, I just want to know, is he going to be out there or not? Cause I feel like that could, that could shift a little bit. And I feel like that's the only reason that that gap in seven points is what it is, is because of the unknown of is he going to play or not? Um, But what I am expecting in this game, honestly, is similar to maybe what you saw from the Iowa game, a lot of scrappy defense, a lot of, running the ball. And I think it's going to be a grinded out event. I think it's going to be down to the wire. And I think it's going to be a lot of ground and pound play action, trying to scheme something open, trying to get an explosive play here and there. But I think it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, you have two top 10 defenses in the country playing against each other, and it's going to be hard to not have it be a wire to wire game.
1: Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, DeVito, his status, you know, Coach B is not going to let anybody know what that is. You know, he he dressed Josh McCray and had Josh warm up against Iowa, and then he didn't play the backup, two hundred and forty pound uh, tailback. Who <laughs> really, we'd love to have him spelling uh, Chase Brown to keep Chase, you know, under thirty carries a game, right. if possible. Um, and and it was, I think, it was a little bit of gamesmanship. Now, Coach B will just you know, oh, well, we wanted to see if he could play and just leave it at that. You know, he's he's a lot like the the pro wrestler, you know, that that uh, breaks the rules, but won't admit that he breaks. So so Coach Beach is going to go, oh, that's, I was just doing what I was supposed to do. Um, but, it, you know, so I, if I had to bet, you know, um, I, it would seem like the smart play is to try your best to, you know, Sikowski's not a great quarterback, but as a number two, he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, give him some reps this week and see if there's any way you can give Tommy this week and next week off very similar to maybe, you know, a little bit of the strategy that, that PJ Fleck was trying to get last week with, um, you know, with Mo. Mo, yeah. yeah, was, And, and I, I, you know, cause we're, we're running into the, they're running into the bye week next week or next week. So it would give them a little bit of a, a respite. Um, but I'm, I'm not certain that this, um a line team it'll be a it, I there's a pathway to beating Minnesota without Tommy but the the um room for error is extremely small.
0: Right. You can't have people... those self-inflicted wounds that we saw over at Purdue. You have to capitalize on every yes. moment.
1: Yes and I I I do think this game you know as boring as it sounds to fans this game I think the team a couple things one is the team with the least amount of turnovers is going to have a better than average shot of winning Mm -hmm. and I think the other part is is the defense that keeps the other team bottled up and wins the field position war that may end up in a field goal or two difference and that may Mm -hmm. be what decides the game and I know that doesn't sound Fans don't want to hear that. <laughs> but the fact is, is that if, if, for example, if if the Illini get the, you know, if they pin the Gophers down, you know, inside the 20-yard line with a punt, if you can get them to punt the ball so that you have a 25-yard drive that can get you in the field goal position, that's a huge deal. Right. And 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 conversely, you know, if either team gets pinned down inside the 10 – and they punt the ball from their own 35, that flips the the field position game. And that may be what gets them a field goal, you know, later on. And I, I think it's going to come, I think it's going to be a very close game.
0: For sure. I do too. I mean, I don't think that's what fans want to hear. Fans want to hear both running backs are going for 200 yards a piece and it comes down to the wire. <laughs> like they just want action. But I think that, if you're a fan of just the purity of football, I think it's really going to come down to special teams, defense, and like you said, who can win the turnover margin.
1: Yeah, I think – I think, and I also expect each – I think both these running backs um, have such a reputation for going until the whistle blows mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be surprised to see both of them over 100 yards just because they're going to, you know, a guy's going to hit them hard and slide off and they're going to get another five yards that right. most other running backs just, it wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, have to worry about that. Right. Um, and so I think they maybe on paper, look a little more successful where I think, I think this may be another one of those games that could, I actually think, you know, that if, if one team gets to 17, that may be too much for the other team to get to
0: that's gonna do it for today's show tomorrow I will be talking about the big 10 media days for basketball which I will be attending hopefully I'll throw some little bites in here for you on tomorrow's show so be sure to tune in thank you for listening be sure to subscribe on YouTube this is Kane Rob signing off row the bullets go you